0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Positive Approach to Care welcomes you to the Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by Nurse Partners, serving Philadelphia and the surrounding areas, because there's no place like home. My name is Greg Phelps and joining me as usual is Tipa Snow. And Tipa, I just recently heard a term and I don't really like it, it's called granny dumping. Um, the article focused on uh, a time period around Christmas, apparently granny dumping actually is a thing. And I'd like to blame the US medical system, uh, but apparently this happens in Canada as well, although not as frequently. And I'm going to assume it probably happens in other countries as well. Now. Do we have to explain what granny dumping is? I guess we should. Well,
1: I guess we should. I, I think we do want to do it. It's that um, taking, somewhere, taking someone you've been providing support or care with uh, for and dropping them off and walking away.
0: Yeah. Just, just it, it, it's like yeah. leaving a baby on the steps of the church, is it not? Yeah. Similar. It
1: yeah. And, you know, typically we have now safe, it's, they're called safe places where people who've had a baby and they don't want the baby and they can't manage the baby they take it to the fire station. So they take it to a location that's been designated a safe haven for the baby. And it's a safe place where if you drop the baby off, nobody's gonna come and try to catch you and, and persec- prosecute you or anything like that. Um, it's considered a place where you can take um, a baby that you, you feel like you can't manage, but we don't have that for people who are um, caring for a family member, And they reach a point where they go, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it anymore. And we don't have that phenomenon. We don't have a safe place where you can take someone because it's just expected. You've got to figure it out. I mean, you're just going to have to do this. And so I think what's happening is that people are going, I'm done. I am so done. I don't know what to do. I'm not getting enough help. And the most common place people take them is the emergency room.
0: Right. I mean, they
1: put them at the emergency room entrance and they're gone. They're just, they leave. Now, actually during COVID, that's what we were told to do, which is not particularly helpful either. But um, it's also happening where people will take someone to like an assisted living or a nursing home. They got an okay to bring them in, but then they take them and that's it that they leave. And that's, That's it, they never go back.
0: So I'm assuming Um, the ID disappears, the person doesn't necessarily know who they are. So it's virtual abandonment.
1: It's abandonment. So it's an abandonment phenomenon, or it might even be the person's info is there, but there's no way to contact the person who brought them in. There's no way to find that person because that person's gone, they're done. And it speaks, I think, to the level of acute and long-term distress that that carer experienced. I mean, they were done, they can't handle this anymore. And apparently nobody picked up on that. So I think there are problems in both the U.S. and Canada and around the world. When someone is diagnosed with dementia, recognizing when I go in for anything and I or when you come and spend time and you check on me, the second person you need to turn to is my care and say, so, Greg, tell me how you've been doing. Because this has been going on for a while on, you know, on a one to 10 scale. Where would you say you are right now? On you know ten being I'm doing fantastic I feel like I have this under control, and one being I I'm 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 done I don't even know what to do with I I don't know how to do this anymore I feel totally overwhelmed, um, and the number of time that's actually happening in care situations um, and providers um, is really small. I mean it's really not something we do as a routine with the diagnosis when we get that information. There is not an automatic, okay. now I have two people I need to really keep track of how they're doing, because without one person, the other person's not going to be doing well. Um, And I need to figure that out. And, you know, I I do think there's like, oh, there's got to be a different way to do this. But I will also say if somebody's feeling that desperate, they can't figure out another way to do it or they would have.
0: So this, this is not a new phenomenon, but I think it's been sort of exacerbated by the uh, COVID hole. The
1: the supports
0: that, you know, the family won't drop over. Yeah.
1: I mean, this has definitely gone way beyond where with families have been forced into a 24 seven relationship with somebody that maybe at the start of COVID, you know, yeah, we were getting her groceries and we were making sure she had food and, you know, we had some things, but we kept different residences for a reason. I mean, we had issues like, and some of these issues are old, old, old issues. And some of them are just because of the dementia and the demands of the dementia and how the dementia is changing the person's language and emotions and interactions and physical abilities and mobility. I mean, it can be lots of things, and it can also simply be related to funds.
0: It's true, yeah. So, I
1: don't have anything more to give. I mean, I'm out. Somebody has to do something different. I'm done. I can't keep doing this. There's nothing there.
0: So we're not going to solve this in a 10-minute in a podcast. So what can we suggest that might be helpful at this particular point, other than, reach out? Do you think people actually will? Did they have the fortitude or the...
1: Yeah. So one of the problems is people aren't getting asked, how are you doing here? I mean, with real intent of I do a thumbs up, a thumbs neutral or a thumbs down. How are you doing? I mean, having somebody ask you that, well, it's hard. Hmm. It's hard. Tell me about that. My usual follow-up at some point in this that tells me, ooh, boy, this is getting serious, is tell me what you still like about the person you're caring for. Tell me what you still like about him. What do you think my concern answer is? Where, when am I like red flag, Tifa? You better, you better be tuned into this. There's something that's really close to the edge here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you start hearing nothing or something along those lines.
1: Yeah. Or the other one that worries me a lot, well, I love her and I promised. Mm. Because when all we're working with is love and a promise and I can't find anything else that I like about the human being that I'm spending tremendous amounts of energy time and maybe even money on um, there's a high risk of one of a couple of things neglect, which means I stop doing the care um, abuse which means I start becoming verbally or physically what we consider abusive or I take I take off or that I get, I drop them off because I can't do this anymore. We call that flight. So I flee or I dump. And we call that, you know, that dumping phenomenon where I just can't do this anymore. I'm done. I am done. And I don't even care. And, and, the, and frequently at this point, I've actually had some interviews with those guys. They were say, I don't even care if I have to go to jail. I don't care. Put me in jail. That'd be better than what's happening for me right now. And it's like, wow, that's a lot of pain. So I think you know, recognizing people feel abandoned by the system, by the care system, and, and they have been. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, tele, tele, telemarketing or tele, excuse me, telemedicine is not the same as feeling supported by going somebody rare or having somebody actually come into my world and, and say and look and see what's happening and recognize this is a lot and validating and and helping to find me somebody because the number of carers, as we've talked about in another session, going way down. So I think, you know, helping families come together, um, starting this idea of who else in the family is involved, finding out who are your high risk candidates um, and starting to monitor more carefully, perhaps.
0: So our our message today isn't just for care partners. It's for Mm -hmm. anybody who knows somebody, a person living with dementia. Reach out, find out, help out, do what you can, because it's a scary situation.
1: It is. And I think we don't, the value of being a community is that we see people as having value, whether they have dementia, whether they're the person I would want to spend 24-7 with or not. You know, as a community, we can make a difference. If we give a small amount, it could be the difference between an abandonment and somebody who is able to seek some assistance because they have enough energy to do that.
0: Teepa, thank you very much.
1: Thanks for addressing a tough subject, Greg.
0: You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast, a presentation of Positive Approach to Care brought to you by Nurse Partners, because there's no place like home check out their website at nursepartners.org.